Hey, and welcome back to the Boostly podcast. We've got a treat in store for you today. And as always, you listen to the podcast that gives you the tools, the tactics, the trainings, most importantly, the confidence, so you can go out there and get more direct bookings. And we're going to be discussing direct bookings today. We're going to be discussing all sorts of things within the industry. And we've got a special guest who has been on the Behind the Host series before. She's come back with an update and there's been so much happening in her business and in her life from media appearances to helping out with now what she's a best-selling author and she's helping out with, with that side of things as well. So let's introduce her. We've got Rose and she is the CEO, CEO and founder of Your Family's Place. Um, you can go and check them out at yourfamiliesplace.com if you want to go and have a look straight away. She's the mum behind Hosting in the Motherhood as well. So that's uh, an awesome uh, group, which we're going to be talking about. As I mentioned, she's a best-selling author. And recently, she's been really helping out the STR uh, community and our industry by actually doing a, a television appearance as well. So, Rose, I'm excited to have you back on the Boostly podcast. Welcome along. Well, thanks for having me back, Liam. It's great to see you on Zoom, but it's even better when we get to be in person. It is. I mean, it's been a little while now since uh, we we got to celebrate in London, didn't we? And uh, that's right, events and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's good to see you again. Just so for those who um, haven't know, don't know you from uh, the previous appearance, can you give yourself a mm -hmm. kind of elevator pitch introduction? Let people know where you are in the world and your business and that side of things. Absolutely. Uh, so my name is Rose Tipka, and I am first of all a homeschooling mom of six kids. But I also own $3 million worth of vacation rentals in Ohio, right outside of Amish country. So my vacation rental company is called Your Family's Place, and we specialize in really large homes for large family groups, just like my family is large. Those are the groups that we like to host at all of our homes. I'm also the mom behind Hosting in the Motherhood, where I share a lot of the practical tips that I use to professionalize my hosting business. The reality is between 60 to 70% of the hosts in this industry are women, and most of us are mothers. And we certainly have unique things that we're thinking about. And so I like to talk to all hosts, but especially to other mothers who are sort of on that same path as me, because this is really an excellent career and industry for mothers. I mean, the first thing I want everybody listening to this to take account of, and one thing that I've always been really impressed with yourself, Rose, is you know your your brand and uh, your that elevator pitch. We now understand your business and what you're doing at the moment and that side of things. And I think everybody listening to this, if you are a host, then do have that you know written down somewhere and, and practice that for when you meet people and, and stuff like that. So thank you so much um, just for being a, a great example. And um, yeah, I mean... There's so much we can dive into, but the first thing I want to dive into is the recent television appearance. So talk me through what that was and uh, how it came about. Yes. So one of the things that I know about our guests is they're mostly coming from the Cleveland area. So where we are, Cleveland is about an hour and a half north. And a lot of our guests are in that area. That's where we target for like our Google ads and our meta ads and stuff like that. So I did some research on the morning talk shows because the morning news shows, they have high listenership in women between 35 and 65. And that's also the people that are making the reservations at my house. So I worked some connections of people that I know had done some different um, different segments on the different news. And I asked for, um, hey, do you know the email of the producer you use? Do you know this person? Could you connect me? I did a little bit of that. 
And um, I sent out a bunch of emails and my email had that pitch, a version of that pitch that I just gave you. And as part of that, I said, I think I would be a good fit for an upcoming segment with my top tips for avoiding vacation regret. So that phrase, avoid vacation regret, it's it's a very clickbaity kind of phase, but, uh, phrase, but people get that and that makes sense to them. And um, I heard back right away from a couple of places um, and I was able to book one on New Day Cleveland, which is the top morning um, like news show in the Cleveland market. And uh, I came in, I did the whole hair and makeup thing because I'm billing myself as a vacation rental expert. So I have to look the part. And it was a really exciting experience for me. I got to share my tips and that video is shared everywhere. So I used that then, um, using that to put more pitches out to other places. But I also think it's really good for us to be ambassadors for the industry and show that there are some excellent hosts out there that really want to make sure that our guests are well taken care of and just taking a hold of that narrative and putting it out there for us. I really like the visibility and and what you do, Rose, to to be seen and what you're doing for the industry more so because ultimately all of this, like you say, there are some great hosts listening to this right now. And there's stuff that those hosts do, which is extra special that not every host does, you know, and their competitors don't do. And just by being interested in hospitality, listening to podcasts like this, um, watching, you know, sort of uh, the segments like you've been on, being part of hospitable hosts, which we'll talk about in a moment. All of that side of things is things which uh, needs to be talked about within the industry. There's a lot of good people out there doing some great stuff, but not necessarily shouting about it and being as visible as they need to be. So let's talk about visibility. And I know there's a story we want to dive into about (laughs) visibility. Talk us through that. Yes. So about it was last year, we were finishing up construction on a very large house that we were building. Um, It cost us a lot of money to build, $1.5 million to build this property. And it was a long time in the works. And we worked with a number of really talented tradespeople to make this vision that a lot of people thought was crazy um, come to life. And so as we were nearing conclusion, I reached out to a local uh, news reporter and I asked her to come by and tour the house because I really wanted to talk up all these amazing contractors who built this house. It's not a regular house. It's on the side of a hill. It's 5,000 square feet. There's a pond. There's a waterfall. This isn't just your everyday kind of build. So I met with her. I did that interview about these great contractors, and uh, I thought that was it. Well, two days later, when the newspaper article came out, the headline was, couple builds $1.5 million house. And a lot of people could not get past that headline And the article that she wrote was just about, you know, this big expensive house that we were building, and it had nothing to do with the interview that I gave. And some people online had some very big feelings about that, um, that perhaps I should instead be investing my money in filling in the potholes on the road or maybe building 55 and up housing. And don't get me wrong, all those things are totally valid, but that's not the industry that I was doing. And the comments got, they got nasty. They got really nasty. And I, for my own mental health, I just decided I'm not looking at this anymore. Mm -hmm. I did find out later, some of my friends were in the comments fighting for me, but that was fine. I just needed to not look at it. I felt really felt really awful about it because that was not the interview that I had given. Well, the article got so much traction 
that the newspaper sold the article to two bigger newspapers farther north from us. And those papers ran the articles on the front pages of their paper. And I was really hunkered down, kind of being prepared for what was going to happen next. But in those markets, the article went over much differently. And at the end of the day, I ended up getting $15,000 worth of direct bookings from people who saw that article, went right to my website, and they booked. Wow. I mean, there you go. Yes. So, you know, even if you get you know, a spin doctor, basically, who, who's who's spun the original story and made it into something which sounds negative. Even that negative attention ultimately brought in thousands of dollars worth of, of bookings. And I mean, first of all, congratulations on the work that you're doing, you know, getting out there. But I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, these media outlets have, have spun that story. And I completely get we were talking just before we went live, weren't we, about I get really affected if I see negative stuff online mm -hmm. about about we, we we're human right you know we, we've got feelings at the end of the day but it's really good to hear that you've got people who dive in and and protect us and often friends family will 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 do that but the end of the day any uh, attention brings you know money follows attention Grant Cardone once said and just mm -hmm. having that kind of attention people search your business and by the fact they've searched your business, they've ended up on your website, they're more likely to book. And that's exactly what's happened here. So for Absolutely. everybody listening to this who's worried about putting themselves out there, it's not unfounded, right? There are times where things don't go mm -hmm. well, but even when they don't go well, they can still go well. There's still, uh, you know, sort of money which comes in. So that's amazing. I really um, thank you for sharing that story with us. And um one one of the things that I want to dive into today is all the awesome work you're doing around Hospitable Hosts, which is mm -hmm. a best-selling book which you're featured in as, as one of the authors, and all the work which Hospitable Hosts are doing in general. And I know you're helping out with that community. Can you talk us through, I guess, for the people who haven't heard of Hospitable Hosts, mm -hmm. what it is, and then talk us through some of the good work you're doing? Awesome. So you ready for the hospitable host pitch? I got this one ready to go. <laughs> yeah, go <So> ahead. <laughs> hospitable hosts right now are 84 and soon to be 120 of the best hosts around the world. So we have hosts in the States, in the UK, Australia, South Africa, uh, Puerto Rico, Mexico. We have them everywhere. We are the best hosts in the world. We are industry experts and subject matter experts in a wide variety of subjects. So we view ourselves as the host's go-to location to connect with the top people in the industry and learn how to be a hospitality-focused host. There's a lot of information, you know, Boostly focuses a lot on Book Direct, and there's other folks out there that focus on how to finance things and all of that kind of stuff. We are carving out our niche as a hospitality-focused brand and educating guests and educating hosts how to be more hospitable so that we can really raise the standard and really set some benchmarks for what hospitality actually means. When we go to a hotel, we sort of have an idea. We have that benchmark of what that hospitality experience is. There is no sort of standardization in our industry. And part of it is because each place is a unicorn, absolutely different. But when we start setting some standards that say this is really what being hospitable means, and we spread that education through our online course, through our podcast and all of that kind of stuff, 
We want to really focus hosts around the world on really taking care of those people that walk in our doors, sleep in our beds, and stay with us. Yeah, that's, that's so true, isn't it? I mean, there's so many different aspects to hosting. I mean, STR businesses in general, and they are businesses, even if you're listening to this and you've just got one that, that is, is a business, ultimately, there's so many aspects to learn from, you know, sort of price, uh, dynamic pricing to actually how you interact with guests to making sure what amenities that you've got and where do you source your cleaner from? There's so many different aspects to this business that there's nobody that I know and I've interviewed many, many hosts who can be an expert at everything, but having that community of hospitable hosts where you can go to, you can read their stories is really valuable and that helps all the businesses. If, if anybody's listening to this and haven't heard of hospitable hosts, which you get to see at some of the events and, and things like that, but go and check out hospitablehosts.com and you can purchase the book. You can find out more. Um, it's really cool uh, community in general. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. And I get to see, Rose, I get to see you uh, helping out with some of the social media aspects, some of the uh, Instagram yes. reels, which are fun and that side of things. So give hospital hosts a quick plug as to how people can find them on social yeah. media. So you can find us on Instagram at, at hospitable host books, um, at a hospitable host book. It's singular, not plural. And we are soon going to be launching a lot of new things. We have a podcast coming out. Um, we have a hospitality-centered course that folks can take to help become more like a hospitable host. Plus, also in less than a month, we have volume three coming out. We have just um, a class of fabulous authors, fabulous hosts with all unique and interesting stories to share. And I think that's one of the things that makes our industry so wonderful is that the background and the experiences of hosts is so diverse and so different and so interesting that there's room for everybody here. And sometimes if you're getting started in an industry, it's easier for people to become what they can see. So when you see a mom of six running a multi-million dollar company, if you're a mom, you're thinking, hey, I can do that too. If if you're somebody with a similar experience to someone who has found success, it's easier for you to believe in yourself. And I think that's an important part of hospitable hosts is telling diverse stories to show that anybody can be successful in lots of different ways in the industry. So I'd love if everyone popped over there, hospitable host books, and we would love to uh, bring you along on this fun journey. Yeah, and it's it's so good. I mean, I've read the first two, uh, you know, the first two versions. I am slightly biased. I did feature in version one, but it is awesome stories. And I found out so much about so many hosts who I get to see in some of the communities that I just didn't know. One of the memorable ones which sticks out to me is, uh, I can't remember the name of the host, apologies, I'm sure you'll you'll tell me, but the um, lady who met her husband, who was one of her guests and, um, you know, like, or, or future husband, and she didn't know that was one of her first guests, wasn't it? And uh, 
there's the, there's just some amazing there's some big names in the book as well there's some of the you know we got some big names but hey names. i can't i can't say anything you're just gonna yeah. have to wait until it comes out but there's I some very big names there but also just as important as the big names there's regular people and they're all having great success in in their businesses themselves and that's what's great about it as there's we have just such a wide range of people that are part of the community now we've all this going on. Obviously, there's the, the mm -hmm. appearances. There's there's hospitable hosts. Many people listening to this would be going, "Well, how do you find time to to run a successful short term rental business as as well as all this?" And I get to see firsthand some of what you share of of the value. And and there's two things which come to mind, which I'd love to dive into, especially as some tips for for the people listening to the SDR hosts listening to this. So, one of which always sticks out to me is you hosted a lot of influencers or, or you've got a method as to how to find influencers who can help you promote your short-term rental offering. Can you talk us through any tips around that for people listening who think, hey, I want to get featured on places like Instagram, but I'm not sure where to get started. Can you talk us through any tips around that? Yes. So first of all, I, I have used a lot of Insta, um, Instagrammer or content creator-based marketing, and I view it as Marketing is another form of marketing to get my company, to get my brand in front of eyeballs of people who are potential guests to me. So the first thing is um, you have to have a good idea of who your guest avatar is and where they're hanging out. So you want to be in the place where their eyeballs are. So for me, um, it's mostly mothers. It's mostly women in between 35 to 65. And so what I do is I try to find accounts that are geographically located where most of my guests are. A lot of the content creators I've worked with are in the Cleveland area and they make content for people in Ohio or in the Cleveland area. So that was the first thing is I want to make sure that I'm working with someone who has an overlapping audience with my future potential guests. So you have to know who that person is in the first place, right? So that's really the first step. Um, and I've actually found that once you start to develop a relationship with a content creator, they can really be helpful in pointing you in the right direction of other people that you should work with. So for example, I've developed a really great relationship uh, with two content creators. The first one, her name is Jessica Popley. And she lives up in the Cleveland area herself. She's a mom of three. So she's definitely in my target demographic. And she has stayed at all of my homes and we've actually become good, just personal friends through, through working together. And she has helped me say like, Hey, you should check out these people or, mm, you know, I don't think I would work with that person. And that has been very helpful to me because not all content creators are created equal. And certainly I've kissed some frogs, but that's part of the process. Not, not every Google ad that I run works spectacularly. I think an important thing for working with content creators is to have reasonable expectations. Sometimes we see posts go viral and we think, well, that's it. I just need a viral post. But the reality is, is having a viral post might bring more followers to your page, but they might not be your ideal guest. And not everybody who sees one spectacular reel is ready to hit book now, right now. So what you need to do is try to drive the right traffic to your page. And then you need to 
earn that follow. You need to give them the information that they're looking for, entertain them and all of that kind of stuff. So when the time does come that they're ready to book that vacation, you're top of mind. So you have to have that reasonable expectation. You need to have clear communication with your content creators about what their deliverables are, but also understand that this is the long game. One content creator staying with you one time is not going to fundamentally upend your business. Just like running one meta ad is not going to fundamentally upend your business. It's a long game and it's an investment, but we've seen it really pay off. Another content creator I've worked with, his name is Brett, and his account is Laugh with Brett. And he has two dogs. Our homes are pet friendly. And we know that people who have dogs love to travel with them and will definitely spend extra money to stay in a home that's pet friendly. He made a number of reels over the summer um, that broke my website. Sorry, <laughs> it broke wow, my website. Yeah. There's so much traffic, so much traffic was driven to the website. I was actually on vacation when this happened. Um, my website came down and... <laughs> I mean, that was good, but I would would have loved all of those conversions if they were going to happen. I mean, he had reels. Um, one reel had 8 million views on TikTok. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, he had multiple reels on Facebook that had, um, I'm sorry, on Instagram that had 500,000 views, 600,000 views. His dogs reviewed one of my homes. It was the most adorable thing ever. And just that visibility has been fabulous for us. Mm -hmm. And I have then also, I go on to try to develop those personal relationships. And when you do that, they will continue to post about you. And, you know, Brett and I have now become friends. You know, back to when we talked about the news article, he was the person, I'm sorry, the TV interview. He's the person that connected me to the producer. Nice. He actually wasn't working that day. He videoed me on TV from his house, and he posted on his page about how I was knocking it out of the park. That's amazing. And I mean, so they become they become your biggest cheerleaders and they become your supporters. And that kind of marketing, you can't buy that because that's mm -hmm. a relationship that you're building with someone. That is amazing. And and I mean, there's so many tips. First of all, thank you for, for sharing that because there's so many tips there. Too many hosts I see just reach out to the first kind of influencer who might not have the right audience, who might not be the right person. And ultimately they try it once and then go, do you know what? It doesn't work. I'm never going to try it again. Whereas hundred yeah. percent what you said, like not everything we do in terms of marketing works. We do have to split test and, and you have to try different things like um, you mentioned Google ads and things like that. But ultimately doing that uh, due diligence and that research, finding out who is this person's audience and do they match who I'm trying to attract is just genius. And, and the way that you've, um, you've done that by identifying your guest avatar and then finding the people within the locations where your audience is and the people who are similar types of, of guests who travel with pets and, and things like that is just awesome. There's so much we can take away from that. And the other thing that I wanted to mention just, um, to extract every bit of value, Rose, as, as I know, um, you know, like you're going to have loads and loads of followers after this. Um, with the guest communication side of things, there was a post which you you posted in the, you're part of the Boostly community. And there was a post that you've done recently, uh, which talked about the awesome thing you do after guests book. Can you talk us through what that is and share that tip with the audience listening? Sure. 
So one of the things that I do before my guests actually show up is I send them a survey. I use Google a lot for things. Um, so I, I just use Google Forms to make a very simple survey that asks questions that help me personalize their vacation. Uh, so I'll ask them you know, where they found us so I can track that. I can ask them, like, did anybody refer you? So if somebody is referring them, I like to don't drop a thank you note to the person referring them because they sent business my way. I ask them what their goals are for vacation. So are they celebrating a birthday? Are they? Is it an anniversary trip? Is it family coming in to spend a family reunion weekend? Then the last question I ask is, um, I found that our, my guests ask tend to ask for specific types of information. Where are the closest grocery stores? What restaurants should I go to? What are kid-friendly activities? Like Those are the three things that I get asked over and over again. So I pre-made an email that has that information. I actually linked to blog posts because I have blog posts on my website about this. So when guests fill that form out, um, I read over it. It gives me a lot of data about why they're choosing us, where they're coming from, what are they celebrating. And then I can send them an email that's already made, ready to go, that says, here are the closest grocery stores. Here are my favorite restaurants. Bringing kids, here are my favorite activities. And I'm offering that up to them. Now, you bring up that post because there were some people that were like, eh, not going to work for me. Eh, I don't see this working for me. Uh, well, I would find that to be extra work. Don't get me wrong. I hear what I hear what you're saying. But I also know through taking a research methodology class that even a small conversion rate on a survey can be very helpful for the people who are giving you the survey. And so I've learned a lot from my guests. And this is an opportunity. It doesn't cost me anything to do. It's an opportunity for me to get some more information, to send them specific information that they will probably ask for anyway. So I've anticipated that need. And uh, and it's a very simple thing for me to implement. Now, is everybody going to do this? No, but I am. And that's something that sets my company apart from other people. I think just that general proactive approach of trying to answer the guest's questions, but also in exchange, you get that data, which further underlines who it is you're hosting, why they're coming to the area and all of that stuff, which then gives you mm -hmm. more ammunition over where to market to, which brings you more guests, which brings you more data. And that's that constant feedback loop, which we see in many successful companies they do where they're always looking for information, feedback and, and, and improvement. Um, before we I went think live. it's really important that we focus on what what we know works and being kind of a little more, I hate to say data-driven, but like, for example, I, I myself don't respond to any marketing emails. That's mm -hmm. just me. And so I would say, oh, then I won't do marketing emails because I personally never respond to them. But the data is very clear that email marketing absolutely works. And so sometimes we have to separate ourselves from our own personal preferences. Mm -hmm. We need to try things that we might think are outside of our comfort zone hey, it might work. It might not, but it also might. And so we have to do, um, we sometimes have to follow best practices, even when it's different from what we personally respond to. 100%. I think such a good lesson to take away from this podcast in general is even if we don't like it, I mean, I don't like it when I've gone on a website and then those ads follow me around social media. But ultimately, if you're not using Facebook pixels or, or you're not um, mm -hmm. using the tools available to us as businesses, 
then you may be missing out on some of those direct bookings and some of the bookings in general. So um, I think that's really good advice. And before we went live, we were talking about how it's important, especially at the moment. I mean, as we record this, we're just inside 2024 and mm -hmm. ultimately this year ahead, you know, there's certain markets which are saturated, there's certain markets where um, there's a lot of similar stock available. And when I say stock, I mean places for, for people to choose from. So it's really important as hosts listening to this podcast that you do something which will make you stand out from, from the norm. And these things that you've talked about, which is, you know, contacting the right influencers, changing that guest experience when they first book, being super hospitable and, and understanding of the guest's needs. All these things are separating out your business compared to your competition. And it's one of those things where even in a saturated market, you're still going to get your unfair share of bookings and direct bookings just by doing some of this awesome stuff. And I think that's something which everyone listening to this, none of this stuff is, is impossible. All you need to do is start somewhere and implement one tactic first, and then you build the next tactic on top of that, don't you? And this is why in the Boostly community, we have regular masterminds, we have training and things which can generate more bookings and why we're part of these communities which which help with that but for anyone listening to this who isn't part of a facebook community which is about hospitality come and join a free one which is called the hospitality community on facebook easy to, to search and easy to find this mark simpson's original hospitality community and then if you're looking to see some of these tips then obviously you're welcome to go to boostly.co.uk and if you become a customer then there's a closed community which is where Rose is talking about some of these tips and, and and things like that, which is amazing to see. So Rose, this this update, I mean, all the things you've been doing is is absolutely amazing. What I'd love to ask is because you inspire me and you you inspire the people which are listening to this, I'm sure, are there any kind of books, podcasts, or, or things that have helped you along your journey that you'd love to share with the audience? Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading in the last six months on hospitality-focused books, and one of the best ones that I have read recently was called Unreasonable Hospitality. I actually see a lot of people reading that one right now. I found that very enjoyable. It is definitely coming from more of a restaurant uh, framework, but I think that their approach to the guest experience was very interesting. Also, a few months before that, I read a book called Never Lose a Customer Again. And that really dove into the psychology of a customer journey, how when, a, when anybody makes a decision to purchase anything, they are sort of going on this journey and how you can kind of hit these certain touch points to increase the likelihood that those people will become loyal to your brand and really be a customer for life. And we see this with direct bookings in our industry. If somebody's coming to you perhaps from an OTA the first time around, if they stay with you again and they book on an OTA, then you did not do your job right. You should be able to educate them and build that relationship with them so that when they come back, they're booking direct. And so those are two books that I've read recently that I really got a lot out of, Unreasonable Hospitality and Never Lose a Customer Again. Those are some really great books that I read recently. Nice. I've I've read Never Lose a Customer again. I haven't uh, read Unreasonable Hospitality yet, but that is on my um, wish list on on Audible. I listen as a drive around. So, um, mm -hmm. Rose, we, there's going to be lots of people who listen to your tips today who are going to come and follow you, come check out uh, your, your Instagram and that sort of thing. But just before we share the details, is there anything else that we've missed along the way or anything else you want to cover? 
Sure. So when we first talked, uh, I think it was a little bit less than two years ago, I was just getting ready to launch our Book Direct website. And I want people to know that we are now 80% direct off of our website. And that didn't happen overnight. It's not like you just launch your website and then poof, magic, it all happens. This is the long game and you have to educate yourself and be ready for the long game. But we are a company that gets most of our guests directly off of our website. I'm a mom of six. I can do it. There are lots of resources out there and you can do it too. But you have to remember that this is the long game. Stay curious. Keep trying things. Not everything is going to work. That's okay. You have to keep trying new strategies to find out what works for you, what works for your customers, and keep keep trying new things. (laughs) That wasn't very eloquent there, but there are lots of resources out there, but you need to just wash yourself in them. Thousand percent agree. I mean, it is uh, it's so true. Stay staying curious about the different tactics you can do is just something which I can fully uh, agree with. And and ultimately, congratulations, eighty percent direct bookings. How many people listening yeah. to this would like to be at that stage as well? So, yeah, it's possible no matter their situation. And um, by using some of the awesome tips and resources, the communities and the places that we've talked about, hospitable hosts, you know, sort of coming and uh, getting involved with other hosts who are doing successful uh, successful things and trying some of these amazing tactics, then they can do it too. Ultimately, it can fast track your journey. So Rose, how can we find out more? How can we get in touch? Absolutely. So my, my uh, property management company is at your family's place. Um, and then I am at hosting in the motherhood on Instagram and our websites are also yourfamiliesplace.com. It's a Boostly site and hosting in the motherhood.com. Thank you so much. And thank you for the, uh, the mention of the Boostly site as well. Yep. <laughs> so I've definitely taken away loads of tips. And if the, if you're listening to this and you've got value out of this, which, uh, I really hope you have, please do share this with somebody else, another host, a friend, a peer, whoever you will get value out of this podcast as well. Um, obviously come and give us a, give Rose a follow and give Boostly at Boostly UK a follow as well. And, um, yeah, this has been so fun, Rose. So to, to see us out, I'd love to just ask, what does the future, obviously it's, it's just under two years since mm-hmm. we last talked to you, what does the future hold for you to see us out? So, um, we are in the process of building a giant indoor pool at one of our homes right now. That's our project this spring. I'm very excited about that. But what we are looking forward to this year is acquiring our first property outside of our current location because we've built a a brand of your family's place. But we also know that folks want to travel to more places than just Ohio. So we are looking at expanding our brand to other locations that we love to travel, that other families love to travel to, so that when folks are going someplace different, they can have that your family's place experience, but in lots of different areas. Nice. Well, I'm excited to see how that goes. And I know uh, we'll we'll have you back for an update in, in a few years time. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about all other exciting things. And I'm sure more um, media appearances and, and stuff like that, because um, <laughs> the passion for the short-term rental industry that you have is infectious. And uh, I certainly am going to take that away from this podcast. So thank you very much, Rose. That's bye from me. And uh, feel free to say bye to yeah. everyone. We'll all see you on the see next See everybody. Thank you.